The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hola y bienvenidos una vez más a Frankencast. Soy el científico loco Anthony Bowman. Mis pronouns son el lo. Y estoy acompañado como siempre por... Est estoy el periódico La Vida Nacional, que es Eric Velázquez. Mi pronombre es él. Hey, how did you like that introduction? <laughs> I think one of us sounded a little more confident than the other there, but... <laughs> that's all right. That's because I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, this week we're doing Santo and Blue Demon versus Dr. Frankenstein, uh, and we could not find a version of this with subtitles, so... Uh... Nope, and we went in with my uh, very limited Spanish uh, vocabulary, and uh, we did the best we could, so let's, uh, let's see if we got this right. So the funny thing about that is... Uh, so like I you know I had found it on it's on YouTube without subtitles uh, and like then I ended up buying it online and like from Amazon thought it had subtitles and it came in and it didn't so now I own it on DVD without subtitles uh, and then just this afternoon I ended up figuring out that it is on Tubi as a dubbed wow. English version so it's still not subtitled it's just been dubbed over I did not get to watch it but if you are interested in it and want to see it and know what's actually going on that option is also available to you <laughs> yeah and let us know how much we're going to get wrong here <laughs> we did not watch the Tubi version <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, after watching these couple, I really don't know why there's not really any good versions. Like, there are a few, you can find Santo DVDs of a couple of them, but in most cases in, in America, you can only get dubbed versions. Or, you know, you, if you get lucky, you can find some that are subtitled online in some various places. I think I found one on YouTube and one on, like, archive.org or something of the ones we did. But, like, I feel like, considering how big a part of Mexican culture he is, that, like, people in America should be cursorily aware of him to the point that like there should be a nice you know like severin or something like that that does like big box sets of things like i would love to get my hands on like a bunch of santo movies listen uh, that I, I would could like, actually know what's happening listen i would like for them to actually make new santo movies okay let's, let's just do yeah. that let's do that i don't yeah not I mean, us, but. <laughs> well as we you know uh, somebody pointed out to us online like he makes a small cameo in um coco the pixar movie like when they're in the afterlife you get to see like sugar skull afterlife santo in one scene and that's right. pretty cool but yeah like i feel like they could definitely just like turn him into a superhero and just do an animated santo series like, it'd i mean be amazing let's be honest luchadors uh, they, they are superheroes that's the whole point of the mask right oh yeah yeah 
And yeah, that's that's true. We, I mean, maybe we couldn't have Santo. Uh, Sa- obviously, can't have Santo as Santo, but you know, just a a throwback. I don't know if anyone's willing to do that, but maybe. Hopefully, it would be nice. Yeah. yeah. I did see, um, so, like, if you look on IMDb, like, even, like, Blue Demon, you see his, like, real name in the credits on IMDb, Mm -hmm. but Santo is just listed, like, Santo is played by Santo. (laughs) And, like, I was actually, you know, since I figured we probably wouldn't have as much info about this movie, I was kind of looking around and just, like, reading up on Santo, because I was just curious. And, like, he literally, when he would go through customs, like, going from country to country, he would arrange, like, special rooms to be searched and everything, so that, like, the general public and even like his entourage would never see him without a mask and like after he had retired there was like a talk show that he was on and like took off his mask and then ended up like dying like a month or two later like that was like he was just saying goodbye to the world and was like finally gonna let people see him just that one last time which is just real like you know it's almost like sounds like something that would be in a novel like it doesn't even sound real that he was just like unmask and then die a little later but it just it it fits with the whole Santo persona. Like right. he just he lived is it. larger than life. Yeah. And that is really cool that he, he lived that for his fans and everyone else. So that yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. He just seems like the coolest. Like I just really wanna like dig into Santo mm-hmm. now. This this little mini series we've done has made me a big fan. Yeah. No doubt. All right, so let's let's get into it then. So uh, so we start out and we've got a woman walking on a foggy street, and like you keep cutting to like a shot of like sort of shambling feet that seem to maybe be following her, uh, and she keeps like kind of stopping and looking around, and then you know the feet stop. Yeah, it gives you the impression that this is the monster kind of sneaking up on her, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the feet are moving in a way that feels sort of like a zombie sort of it's not quite dragging that much, but it doesn't feel like a like when you see the feet, it doesn't look like a person yeah, walking. It's, it's definitely shuffle. Yeah. And then ultimately she's like, you know, she keeps stopping and looking around and then he pops up right in front of her and grabs her. It's this this uh this big guy. Uh so she thought he was following him, but he was in front of her the whole time. <laughs> he pulled a Jason. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> So then we cut to a medical lab, and you've got two doctors and two female bodies on surgical slabs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got, like, IV drips going into them, but they're, like, they've got the... It's, like, for brain surgery, so you can see, like, their heads are shaved, and they've got, like, the kind of surgical cloth around the tops of their heads, so just the, like, top of their skulls are exposed. Yeah, but this is also the fanciest, uh, like, lab we've seen. We've got the full, like... (laughs) brushed uh stainless steel uh, panels along the wall mm-hmm. i mean this is this is some star wars stuff man like we're moving yeah. into the 70s 80s yeah i mean like behind them is like a huge like floor to ceiling wall to wall like mainframe type computer with just tons and tons of little blinking lights and mm-hmm. yeah i mean i wrote down this is some star trek shit at some point <laughs> yep, <in my> notes. <laughs> like yep. it... <laughs> i would star wars but yeah i mean they're not too far off let's be honest yeah it's definitely in that sort of uh gray area between the two for sure Mm -hmm. and in fact as they're getting ready for surgery the machine like starts beeping and making noise and like a piece of paper spits out onto a little tray and like the one doctor hands in to the other and he kind of looks over it and then they start the surgery uh and you know we'll ultimately find that the the one performing the surgery is dr frankenstein and his assistant is Dr. Molina. Mm, okay. I mean, they're going to say that. It's not very important, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't catch it. I just wrote assistant the whole way through. But right. I was impressed with myself. I did catch some Spanish here and there and like translated where I was like, I know what they're saying right yeah. there. <laughs> I believe at this point they actually say, let's get to the bra- those brains. 
So Yeah, so then we cut away to um, this cop sitting behind a desk. The door says something about, like, homicide unit. I can't remember exactly, you know, yeah. what it says in Spanish, but Sexion, you see homicide. So. Sexion, homicide, uh, I forget exactly, but yeah, basically homicide section, as you said. We hear that two girls are missing. Yeah, yeah, a man and a woman come in, and at first, like, I thought they were a married couple, but I think you kind of ultimately figure out that, like, each one is a sibling to one of the missing girls that we just saw on the, you know, on the surgical slabs. Well, actually, I think the the guy is married to one of the girls oh okay and the other and one is the sister gotcha the sister okay girl. but yeah they each kind of give the cop a little like black and white photo of their missing woman and he kind of <laughs> like he sets them down on the table side by side and then it cuts back to the surgery so you can tell like okay that's them like mm-hmm. they make it pretty clear these are these missing women yeah and so when it cuts back to them then the doctors like put these weird like they put like breathing apparatuses on their face and they have like a really serious conversation you know i'm not exactly sure what they're talking about but i did hear they say something about like we need more help you know yeah. uh mas ayuda or something you know like mm-hmm. they clearly something's not going right with their experiments yeah I, th- I think they actually said that one of the girl like they had fluid on their lungs but i could have that could have been completely off <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll i'll cop to that <laughs> and it seems like the women like you're not getting an, an it's a live moment here like what, whatever's going on whatever surgery they've done these women don't they're not up and about or appearing to be a, you know waking right. up or anything it seems like uh, they're 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 definitely a dead moment i think they yeah. even mentioned the crematorio or the cre- uh, basically where you are cremated crematorium. Gotcha. but then like the confusing thing is so after this it cuts to these two women, you know, bald women walking through the streets. It's all foggy and they're, you know, shambling like zombies. And they end up breaking into their two family members' houses. So we see, like, you know, the sister from the, the homicide unit, she's, like, praying underneath the crucifix. And right, then, she's like, praying zom- for salvation and for her and her sister. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a knock at the door and she opens it. And then there's, you know, zombie sister who just, like, chokes her out. Yeah. I do love and the then, touch. You're not my sister. No, you're not my sister. <laughs> and then basically the same thing happens with the man. The uh, the other, you know, zombie woman goes in and, you know, attacks him. Yeah. And then we get like a news report that presumably does some exposition about this. Like, you know, you see pictures of the missing women behind the anchor and stuff. So like, yeah, he's talking about what's going on. I love that he, he call, says the uh, assassin's satanic mm-hmm. the attack of the satanic <laughs> assassin. I mean, that sounds yeah. like a, a either a band or, uh, you know, something. We didn't need to set something the attack of the satanic assassin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'll see the word assassin a lot throughout this. A lot. This. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so this news report is being watched by Dr. Frankenstein and his henchmen. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, the most, like just standard issue evil doctor laugh <laughs> as he watches it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, he has great. to take a break from all this uh, from all the success he's seeing, and he has to watch a lucha match. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So then he just you know watches a full Santo match that you know we get to watch as well, and then you know after the match is over, you know Doctor Frankenstein said, you know I need the brain of that man. Right. That uh, I'm so glad we both picked up on that. <laughs> that he's just like I need that man's brain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he kind of has a similar plan to in the last movie. Like he has a photo of a woman who we find out is named Alicia and she is Santo's current girlfriend. Yep. He just goes through them. 
Like, how many yeah. girlfriends has Santo had? Come on. Yeah, he's definitely like the like luchador James Bond. You know, right. like every movie's got to have a, a Santo girl. <laughs> hey, there you go, Santo girl. I like it. And of course, we have Blue Demon and that Santo versus uh, Brian Mendoza and Enrique Vera. Yeah, so we got another good tag match, and um, we see Alicia there in the crowd. She's watching. Mm-hmm. So this is this is interesting. Like because I was just desperately trying to find a way to find subtitles, I ended up I was watching this on YouTube and on my DVD, or like had started them both. And my DVD was about five minutes shorter than the one on YouTube, which I was like, that's weird. Like, it seems like it'd be the other way around. Mm -hmm. But this match was cut down significantly on the DVD for some strange reason. Hmm. So, like, the DVD starts with, like, the second, midway through the second round. Uh, But it's like a three-round match, like, in the the longer version. And it's like, I think Santo and Blue Demon win the first round. And then they, they lose the second round. And then the final round, they come back. And it's like, the second round is really like just fighting like they're just like punching each other and then like the second round gets to be where it's more like grappling and wrestling and like flips and stuff so it's by the way can can i sidetrack us real quick on this yeah speaking of this why don't we have more wrestling matches like this like they say two out of three falls blah 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 but usually it's just one pin and it's over yeah yeah i mean especially yeah wwe i mean it's pretty much every match is like the following is scheduled for one fall so yeah it's kind of neat to see a three fall match where like you know people get to kind of like rally and try again and stuff it's it it changes the dynamic significantly yeah i think that would be more exciting let's do let's let's go back there i know it'll take longer but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean more wrestling is is better right yeah um, absolutely yeah so ultimately like the in the final round blue demon gets the pin and wins the match which is kind of with this being a santo movie it's kind of interesting that they they give him the win right i'll also note that in this one like they actually they actually lose a couple rounds like or a round or so you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's not like the round that they lose is not like cheating you know in the past ones we've had santo loses around because the guy's got like the brass knuckles or whatever but mm-hmm. this is just like fair you know they just they yeah it's it seems mostly fair they're punching a lot more but i mean it's you know the the ref's not trying to stop it so uh, presumably that's that's all legal like it is now mm-hmm. uh and yeah just they, they just don't do well that second round but so then after the match alicia follows santo and blue demon back to the locker room and they kind of have a long conversation that i didn't follow much she says something about she says like pobre papa like her something about her poor father yeah but i'm not sure what the father's connection is because we never there's an old man that i don't think is her father nope. i think is is professor like a Luis. professor yep yeah, like, so I'm not, I, yeah, I don't know what her father, the context there is, but yeah, we, we don't really get any more about the father after this. Like, the characters will actually confuse him for her father. Like, sev- several of the characters, especially the reporters, they're like, oh, your daughter, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nope, that's not my daughter, just, <laughs> just my friend. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Why did she mention her dad? Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone who speaks Spanish better than us knows, yeah. <laughs> but not us. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then after the, you know, after them in the locker room, they're they're on a double date, which you know, it's just it's so just like cute for like yeah. <laughs> Santo and Blue Demon in their lucha masks and suits, like taking these two girls out on the town. It's just very very sweet. Yeah. Go to a nice little sit down restaurant, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they eat dinner and they're having a conversation and then they like all in the Santo mobile, they go back. I guess the girls live together. They drop them off. Can we talk at, about how you know, Santo a... gets into his car? But he doesn't do it like a normal person because he's Santo. Okay. <laughs> he opens up the passenger side door of this, you know, drop top 
and he just jumps into the the front seat that way. <laughs> Come on, how smooth is that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and so they they like lead the girl. You know, they when they get to the house, they like lead the girls up to the porch, and you know, they kind of like kiss them goodnight and leave. And then we cut to Dr. Frankenstein. He's back at his headquarters or whatever. And it's very, this is where I noticed the Star Trek. It's all like silver lined hallways. There's like doors that, you know, have like buttons to open them and stuff. And he opens this door and there's a jail cell and it's this big man that he calls the Colossus. Right, but it looks like Truxon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. And I might be wrong, but do we, we don't really see this guy again. Nope, do we? this like, is the first and last time we see him. <laughs> He never comes up again. Why they showed him? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, because then, like, later there is another guy who is, like, the main sort of muscle of the movie. Yeah, uh, the golem. I, it seem, Yeah, it seems like he should have been the one in this, this scene and just, like, gotten rid of that other guy. But, yeah, you know, well, whatever. Well, we even saw the golem in the, in the kind of the opening scene. He was the one who kidnapped one of the girls. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like he's, like, the main, you know, muscle. But, yep. yeah, he's just, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um like I even it. wrote in my notes, presumably this guy will be used against Santo, right? but then he, he's not. <laughs> you know, that would have been a great tag team. Colossus and uh, the Gollum versus uh, Santo and Blue Demon. Come on. Yeah. This, these things write themselves, but nope, that's not what we get. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so then we cut back to, um, to Santo's girlfriend, to Alicia. Mm -hmm. uh, she is working with the professor. Um, who is like this, you know, sort of bearded, very professorial man, uh, you know, white hair, kind of bald. Yep. Um, and they're, you know, just they're doing science together. They've got <laughs> test tubes and they're mixing little colored chemicals together. And there's all kinds of little boiling beakers and everything. And they're talking about Santo a bunch. I think maybe about like her, you know, he's inquiring about her relationship. Yeah. I think. It was a little hard to, to... Santo's name comes up a lot. And yeah, I think it's like whether or not she's actually his girlfriend. Kind yeah, of. basically, how's it going with Santo? You know, are you all getting any closer? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So then we, we cut back to Dr. Frankenstein in the lab. And there's these two guys that show up. And at first, like, a, it took a while for me to figure out what was going on here. It's like these two guys in suits. I thought they were like maybe businessmen who were going to invest or... Uh, yeah, I was I was unclear. Um, nope, they're in but, the uh, they're they're interested in the Frankenstein family uh, secrets, basically the the old uh, standby of let's make them young again. Yeah, because there is a part where they ask him something and they like th that if he's the one who made the monster and he mm -hmm. says something about like no, that was mi abuelo, my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he he ends up like he takes them for a long tour. He shows them a woman asleep in a glass case that he says was his wife. Right, Sandra. Uh, you know, you hey, you know what's really cool about Sandra? We we <laughs> never see her again. Yeah, yeah. There's so many just like weird loose threads in this, and <laughs> you know, maybe they explain all of this in like expositional dialogue that we're missing, but yeah, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like if you have a a Chekhov's Colossus or a Chekhov's Sandra, you bring them in somewhere in, in the third act. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. just show them and then be discard them. I don't know. That's just me. 
Yeah, but, but here he does show them the golem, mm-hmm. um, and you know mentions that he's controlled by like a small electrical transistor. So here's some. So like uh, this, you know, kind of really betrays my like little bit of space. So like they kept saying stuff about Hovenes, which like young. means like young boy, young. So like for a long time, I kept being like, are there gonna be kids in this somewhere? Mm. And I, I, I guess maybe it might be like a conjugational type thing, in that they were just t- talking about like making these two guys. Younger. young again mm-hmm. and not like uh, yeah because i or, or it's either that or else the the chemical that they're using comes from like young boys that well, were we, like we we missed the... that it's possible <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure but but ultimately the end result is yeah that like you said the reason that these two guys are here is they want to be young again mm-hmm. um so by the way that liquid did you pick up on the name of the liquid? No. Okay, so it turns out in the previous one, we had Factor X, right? That's what we were looking for. No, in this mm-hmm. one, we're, we got Factor Beta. So I don't know <laughs> if we went forward or backward several steps. <laughs> Factor Beta. Okay. But yeah, so Dr. Frankenstein's assistant gives the two men the chemical to drink. They sit down. They have a drink. They, like start de-aging and right. look at themselves in the mirror with, and get all excited. With one guy, they basically just wipe off all the old person makeup <laughs> in a slow transition. <laughs> and with the other one, they just completely replace the actor. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so then we cut back to um, the professor and Alicia, and he kind of sends her home and like continues working. So she's walking home at night in the dark. Keeps trying to call for a taxi. No one, you know, the taxi drives past and doesn't get her. Also, they and have then, this weird barking on loop. It's a literally he, just a loop of this dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I just could not notice it. <laughs> So, of course, you know where this is going. You got a woman yeah, yeah. walking a home, home alone late at night and nobody protecting her. Nothing bad uh, could happen. Right. <laughs> so, yep, she's followed by um, some henchmen. She runs. Then a car stops. And she, she like, waves a car down. They stop. Right. Uh, she goes to jump in. And sure enough, inside is more of Dr. Frankenstein's henchmen. I love how they so. set that up, by the way. She's, like, trying to hail the taxi real quick. And it just speeds by her. And then this next one comes by. And she's like, all right, I'm hopping in. And, yep, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's full of henchmen. Yeah. She gets in fully and closes the door. But as they take off, she's kind of, like, banging on the windows. And police just happen to see her. Well, she screams and, out, Policia, you know. Ayuda. Yeah, yeah. So, they like uh, then we get a police chase. Ultimately, they, for whatever reason, the henchmen, like, drive the car into, like, a dead-end alley, basically. So now they're stuck. Oh, they're not stuck. They have something <laughs> They have something in their pocket. Yeah. They got a golem. So, like, Dr. Frankenstein is talking to the golem over his little transmitter and says something about attack the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets out, and, like, the police just, like, riddle him with bullets, and right. it has no effect. He just keeps walking, and, you know, he kills all the police. I think he, he ends up killing he, most of them and knocking a couple unconscious or he something. He breaks all their backs. <laughs> he just picks the, each and one in succession and just snaps them their backs. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But, of course, uh, apparently he didn't just snap their backs. Apparently he dismembered them because the newspaper says so. He dismembered four <laughs> policemen. Uh, one survived for a few hours later, and basically that's why the newspaper knows what's happening. So they're like, <laughs> we're going to cover our bases. One of these guys told the story. So we don't have the issue with the um, the found footage where the 
who who revealed the found footage basically no this one cop actually survived and told them the story <laughs> yeah and so then we so we cut back to or you know we see that newspaper then we cut to the professor he is at the homicide office now mm-hmm. talking about alicia you know that she's gone missing then we get two new reporters one's uh carmelita and what was the other one's name i didn't pick up on her name yeah, I don't think I didn't catch it either. And so, are they reporters or are they detectives? I could not quite figure that out. Yes, no, um, no, no. <laughs> they're they're writers, so they're they're definitely reporters. He, he goes, okay, that's gonna be it. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but they they seem to be sort of working in conjunction with the the homicide detective that mm-hmm. you know that's been just behind the desk this whole time. Yeah. So they kind of ask some questions. Uh, you know, they talk to the professor a little bit. Uh, and he mentions Santo and Blue Demon, presumably telling them that, you know, Alicia was dating Santo and was friends with Blue Demon. And I think he even maybe sort of hypothesizes that she might be kidnapped because she is like bait to try to right. trap Santo. Yeah, he's basically like, hey, this is the story. <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so then we cut to Blue Demon on a phone call where, like, presumably this detective is telling him what's going on. So we cut to him and Santo showing up at the homicide office. And the detective's like, yeah, you know, Alicia was kidnapped. And, you know, we don't know what's going on. And I think it's, like, basically Santo's like, well, you know, we've got the, we're on the case. now. You can can step back. We're going to take care of this. Exactly. We got this, boys. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Santo and the Blue Demon are on their way. Yeah. But I believe we also cut to Frankenstein, or Irving Frankenstein, as the IMDb calls him, where I literally think he calls the reporters a cup of skirts. Coupa de faldas, <laughs> I think he actually says. I could have gotten that wrong, and I'm like, that that almost sounds like it's a joke. <laughs> like a couple of, of skirts, but that would only work yeah. in English. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Uh. But yeah, so he's upset about that they're on and but then there is something where it says like there's a case of twelve Hovenes assassinated. So like this is again where like I don't know if this is that there were like because when you get to plural things, you know, like maybe this just means twelve young people yeah. and this could be like the the women and among other things, or if this is again something to do with that young uh potion. Uh, or, you know, factor beta, as you said. <laughs> yeah. I think in this case it was just 12, 12 young people young who have been people. murdered. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And so then we see Santo and Blue Demon. They actually, they go and visit the professor and talk to him a little bit, just, I guess, to get more of, like, when he last saw Alicia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Santo and Blue Demon take the, the reporters home. And, like, before they leave, they, like, notice that the henchmen are, like, creeping around outside the yeah. house. And so they're like... Oh, we better circle up? around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so they, they do it the best way possible. <laughs> Holy shit. Like... They don't, they don't, like, sneak around and, like, going through the window like normal people. No, this is Santo and the blue fucking demon. They're going through that window like bosses. They just, like, do the SWAT team swing into that room through that window. <laughs> just destroy these girls' windows. Yeah, they just, like, smash in there, and then they're like, uh, then they, they tell them, like, shh, we think that. Right. It's like, you just fucking broke through Right. You just made all the noise possible. But no, 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 we gotta be quiet, man. <laughs> But apparently the henchmen didn't notice because they're sneaking in all quiet-like. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they come in and then there's, you know, there's a big fight. Santo and Blue Demon taking out a bunch of the henchmen. And the women are kind of like hiding in a corner watching. Right. And they kind of seem like they're enjoying watching a little bit. Right. Well, when the actual like full like fight really breaks out, 
the one uh, named Carmelita, she actually, like, if you pause it, you notice the actress is actually balling her fist like she's getting ready to punch. So she's ready to throw down, but I think the uh, the uh, director was like, no, 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 you're a bystander, step back. <laughs> but yeah, so then one of the, like, while the fight's going on, one of the guys breaks a window and, like, yells out the window the uh, to, the, to the golem. But by the time he gets up there, everybody's on, you know, yeah. all, Santo and Blue Demon have knocked everybody out. And they've kind of, like, moved in. Now they're hiding in a corner with the, the reporters. Yeah, they don't know what this golem's all about. Yeah, so they're just kind of, like, you know, keeping an eye on him. And he just kind of walks around, surveys the damage smashes some stuff in anger i love how uh, he does the bend, the bar bending thing with a yeah. with a visible a definitely plastic bar <laughs> yeah but hey you know that's part of the fun but he, oh, yeah. he's also a kind golem in that he wakes his fellows up with a slap to the face <laughs> like yeah. get up what yeah so he like kind of leads them all back out to the car and you know of course santo and blue demon kind of sneakily follow along while the the you know the female reporters stay home yeah but like they don't they're not sneaky enough in their following like no. pre- pretty quickly the henchmen realize they're being followed and they just shoot out one of santo's tires right and one of drive the, away one of the guys just whips out an ak and just starts <laughs> blasting at the tires yeah as opposed to actually i guess he was trying to make sure he didn't hit santo but you know, because that brain's valuable and all. Yeah. But uh, I do like how non-plus Santo and the Blue Demon are as they're, like, trying to uh, investigate the tires. They're like, well, well, I guess they just shot it up. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And then they just kind of so shrug the, it off. Yeah. That's just normal, you know. <laughs> for them, probably. hazard for them. Yeah. <laughs> for them, probably is. So then we go to a scene um, with Dr. Frankenstein in the lab he's like talking to some of his cohorts and i have no idea what this scene is about <laughs> like yeah. they just talk for a little bit uh there's not really much it's it's just them talking there's no like props or anything to indicate what's going on well so. pretty pretty much he just gives them a dressing down for not getting santo in his brain gotcha okay yeah. that, that makes sense contextually if that, mm. that would be the right scene to follow that right <laughs> Uh, and so then we cut back to Santo and Blue Demon. They're, uh, you know, in the locker room. They've got another tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they go out. The uh, the reporters are in the audience. And we get, like, a really long match. And at some point during the match, the professor shows up, you know, kind of walks through the crowd. And he has a letter that he hands to the reporters. And there's at certain points of this match that it seems like the this time the opponents are cheating again. Yeah. There's just kind of some little bit of sketchy stuff that like there's a lot of like tag matches one person of, of each tag team is in and one is out you know and you tag them in that's how it works but these guys both get in the ring at the same time pretty frequently every time the ref's not looking and kind of gang up on either santo or blue demon whichever one's in the ring at the, at that time yeah it's not so much of a, a tag match as it is just a two-person brawl or four-person yeah. brawl yeah, and ultimately, you know, Santo and Blue Demon still managed to win because it's Santo and Blue Demon. Mm-hmm. But what do you think's on that note that they were so ready to receive? They were so excited to get it. So I think it's a, it was like a ransom note from Dr. Frankenstein about Alicia, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. That's that's pretty much what it was. It was like, hey, Santo, come to this location if you want to see Alicia again. Yeah. So, yeah, like as soon as the match is over, the reporters, like, take it to Santo and Blue Demon and they read it. And then they take it to the homicide office and show the, the detective there mm-hmm. so he knows what's going on 
And then we get a scene that's just like Santo and Blue Demon putting on really big, fancy watches. Yeah, well, I guess they're, they're like synchronized watches kind of thing. Well, these are special watches because we'll <laughs> learn we'll learn what they do in in a bit. But yeah, yeah. they definitely have to put on these really nice like Rolex looking watches. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then Santo goes to Doctor Frankenstein's lab, according to the note. I guess it's. I guess the note said like, you know, come alone. You know how these ransom notes usually are. Yeah. Cause so the, Blue Demon's not there. Well, he sends uh, when Santo goes out. He sends his henchman to kind of pick him up and take him to the special location. You know. Yeah. So that he's kind of led into the uh, the office, and they bring in Alicia, and of course, uh, as soon as Alicia shows up, Santo ain't Santo, dealing with like, this shit. He just goes into full <laughs> outrage mode. Tax everybody. Yeah. yeah, he's he's doing a, holding his own against a bunch of henchmen until the golem shows up. Ah, that golem. Yeah, and then I think they're they're basically like, if you don't stop, the golem is going to kill Alicia. Yeah. So at this point, we see Blue Demon. He's out on a he's on a solo date with his girl from earlier, and then his watch starts beeping. beeping. <laughs> and, and immediately he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, I know what this is all about. <laughs> Honey, I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I've got to go save uh, Santo now. Yeah, I think he like tosses some money on the table and and rushes out. Yeah. So then we see Santo at the lab. He is on like a surgical slab. So you know, obviously, this is where you know Doctor Frankenstein is working to. He's going to remove the brain. Mm-hmm. But as uh, Blue Demon gets a little bit closer, uh, we also see that his uh, well, we basically hear his watch start beeping and going off the closer he gets to Santo. So we get the hot and cold. Yeah, so it's like a, a homing beacon kind of transmitter deal going on. Mm-hmm. So he gets into the lab and is kind of sneaking around. He's wandering the halls. Anthony, real quick. Do you like theremin music? Because <laughs> you're going to be hearing a lot of it. <laughs> Holy crap. I never thought I would get tired of theremin music, but man... This this one pushed my limit. Yeah, I mean you've got all the you know all the silver walls. It's oh. very sci-fi, so of course we gotta have some good theremin music. I'm telling you. <laughs> so as as Blue Demon explores, he sees the golem who is like dormant, sort of. He's just like sitting frozen, I guess, because he's not being commanded with the transmitter. Right. And then he ultimately he like he peeks around a corner and sees that like Santo is about to you know that this surgery is about to happen. Mm-hmm. But lucky for him, one of the surgeons one of the the guys working walks away and like goes down a hallway yeah uh dr molina sends him to get the actual anesthetic so we could put santo out yeah (laughs) and that so that works out perfectly so blue demon sneaks up on him and we don't really see it it's like he he leaves the screen and then you know blue demon comes back carrying this big like anesthetic dressed as the assistant with the with like a surgical mask over his face it's a pretty good (laughs) gag yeah he's got the like the surgical bonnet and like the face mask so Mm -hmm. like you can still see a little bit of his lucha mask around the eyes but like he does a pretty good job of covering it <laughs> i guess <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, he, he strolls in to the, the surgical area and just, like, turns the valve on the anesthetic yeah. and just starts, like, spraying it at everybody. M- Melina's like, hey, you're not the, you're not my assistant. And BD's like, oh, uh, not good gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everybody falls unconscious. Except for Blue Demon and Santo. Yeah. So, yeah, Santo's now free and they end up, like, fully making sure all the henchmen are knocked out and start exploring the area. Area looking for Alicia. Mm-hmm. Hey, Anthony, did you also know that I was in this movie? <laughs> I sure as hell didn't because I swear one of the guys that Dr. Frankenstein's talking to in this next scene looks like could be my doppelganger. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. 
I missed that, but I'm definitely going to go back. You should go back and look. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. The the funny little detail I noticed in this scene is that in Dr. Frankenstein's sort of like office area, mm-hmm. he has two pieces of framed artwork behind him, and they're just pictures of lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Because, of course, Frankenstein's just got to have pictures of lightning, right? Yeah. I mean, that was his great-great-grandmother, or at least one of his abuelo's creation's grandmothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. That works. (laughs) Then we see Dr. Frankenstein and his henchmen talking in this office. Dr. Frankenstein leaves, and then Blue Demon and Santo end up finding this same room where the henchmen still are. And just beat the living shit out of each and every henchman in that room. Yeah, yeah, they're just knocking them out left and right, smashing all the computers, mm-hmm. doing all the good stuff. Meanwhile, Doctor, it's basically somehow Santo and Blue Demon and Doctor Frankenstein kind of switch places right. without running into each other. Because so, like, because now Doctor Frankenstein is at the surgical area and finds everybody knocked out. He wakes one of them up and like kind of asks him for info he's like you know it was you know blue demon something you know kind of like tells him what happened so of course he gets out his little golem transmitter mm-hmm. but it, it you don't see what happens he just like gets it out and then we cut back to santo and blue demon who have now found alicia yeah and these they by the way they start they actually take the time to tie up each and every henchman as well which i appreciate <laughs> that detail you know yeah, I mean, that's smart, you know, like, they're, they're going to wake up in a few minutes, and you don't know how long it's going to take for you to find Alicia, so... Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, I wonder, like, what happened to Professor Luis? Where is he? Yeah, so, this part threw me off, like, so they, they do find Alicia, they start kind of looking for a way out, and then we just see the professor in, like, a chemistry lab... When did and- he get abducted? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure if like we he was at Dr. Frankenstein's lab or if like we cut away and they're back at his lab now and they just had gotten out. I, I was definitely thrown off in this moment. Right. But we ultimately end up next we see uh, like a news report and Dr. Frankenstein is being t- talked about on TV. Yeah, they so, they basically locked up all of his henchmen at this point except for those yeah. the the henchmen number 1 as I call them and uh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously Dr. Frankenstein is not happy that he's been, like, outed on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, So ultimately, whether the professor was at Frankenstein's or at his own lab, ultimately, Santo and Blue Demon and Alicia and the professor have all gotten away and Mm -hmm. told the authorities what has happened. That's why the news reporters know what's going on. Yeah. So obviously Frankenstein is like, you know, this is Santo and Blue Demon's fault and I'm going to get my revenge. And he knows just how to do it. (laughs) A lot about, so this movie, I actually was looking, and so the first movie we watched where we were like, the tone was totally different, mm-hmm. was a different director, but uh, Daughter of Frankenstein and Dr. Frankenstein was the same guy, and the storyline is pretty similar in these two movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like, we're, we're going to do the thing where we use one of the monsters as a wrestler and challenge Santo <laughs> right. to a, a match. No, 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 so. no. This is Mortis. He's a totally different guy than the Gollum. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. He's wearing a yeah, mask. So, He's totally different. Yeah, you got him in a lucha mask, but it's still like, you know, a seven foot tall black right. man, which is probably not the most common sight in, you know, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I love, so Dr. Frankenstein in this has a, has a mustache. Yeah. And Dr. Frankenstein is there as like the promoter of the, of Mortis, the wrestler. And he's wearing a lucha mask that has a little lucha mustache. So right. <laughs> 
I, I do love how he has this like dainty little handkerchief he keeps bringing up to his face that's clearly hiding the radio that he's using to communicate the, the golem. Yeah. So we get like Santo talking to some reporters about the match coming up and we get the we see this a lot even now where like we get a scene of the wrestler signing the contract agreeing to the terms of the match. Yeah. Uh, you know, now it's like when the big matches are coming like, oh, in WrestleMania, we're going to fight for the championship. So we have to actually sign a contract. Right. So, yeah, Mortis signs Mortis XO <laughs> and uh, and, you know, Santo signs. So. I do uh, like that him and Blue Demon like take a little aside and they're like, you know, that's the golem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know that's the golem. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> and I really like, uh, so Blue Blue Demon is not fighting in this match. Nope. You know, this is so this is a singles match, but he's obviously there supporting his friend. Uh, but he's not like in full wrestling gear. He's wearing his Blue Demon mask and just like this nice little red stripe polo <laughs> shirt. Yeah. <laughs> as you do yeah but so as the as the match starts going you know of course like the golem is the golem so Mm -hmm. he's kind of kind of dominating a little bit to start with but blue demon happens to see one of dr frankenstein's henchmen henchman numero uno yeah Uh, by the way this guy has no chill like as soon as he notices (laughs) that blue demon's watching him he he immediately bugs out it's like way to give away the plot dude come on (laughs) Just stay in your seat and act like nothing's happening. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yep. So, of course, Blue Demon, like, pursues, finds him, and, you know, he, like, twists his arm behind his back and is basically like, tell me everything or, you know, I'm breaking this arm. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately does. You know, he's like, you know, yep, it is it is the Golem, and, you know, Frankenstein is here with his transmitter, you know. So, Blue Demon, like, leads the the henchman back and like hands him to a security guard and is like you know arrest this guy right uh, and then doc of course has the same reaction seeing that his henchman has been uh apprehended <laughs> he's like oh crap and then he's like all right golem we got to finish this you know like try to choke tanto <laughs> to death and then let's get the hell out of here yeah so he rushes out and blue demon follows him and starts fighting him in the hallway mm-hmm. so of course he's dr frankenstein does not have the muscle to face off against blue demon alone mm-hmm. so he calls through the transmitter for the golem to come help him leaving Santo kind of choked out in the ring, but he comes to pretty quick and ends up following. So now we've got Frankenstein and the Golem kind of in retreat mode as Blue Demon and Santo chase them. And they end up like running up like, I I don't know where they are. Are they like outside at this point? No, they get up on the uh, scaffolding. Oh, okay. Because it's like these wooden stairs that look like rickety as hell. Yeah. Uh, and they get up onto like a catwalk kind of area. Yeah, it's um, like old the old theater scaffolding, like not even yeah. full metal. Or, yeah, yeah, it reminded me of like a fire escape, but it was like yeah, made of wood instead of like you know what you see you know on a on a normal building. But it ends, you know, the end result is they're up really high fighting on a very narrow little walkway. And Blue Demon and Santo sort of like at the same time manage to knock their opponents over the railing. Yeah, they do the wrestling uh, roll. Like the rollback whenever the the bad guys charge them both. Yeah. And the, yeah. They, we get the golem falling off first and then quickly followed by Frankenstein. <laughs> and what happens when uh, bodies fall from a great height? They turn into dummies yeah. and then awkwardly <laughs> hit the ground. <laughs> That's right. We all know this is a fact of life. But, yep, it turns out that that drop is enough to uh, end the life of Irving Frankenstein and the golem. 
And uh, so you've got Frankenstein, and as soon as he's, like, dying, he starts aging rapidly, you know, mm-hmm. kind of similar to what we saw in the last movie. You know, they've been using this youth serum, uh, and, you know, upon death, it, it fails, and, yeah, he starts shriveling up, and that, for some reason, that seems to really upset Alicia. Right. Like, she sees it happening old. and just, like... Not, like, he didn't even turn into a skeleton. He just got really old. Yeah, and she, like, starts crying and, like, turns away, you know, like, kind of puts her face up against Santo's chest so she doesn't have to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then we get the big fin, you know, at the, the Right, end. abrupt ending. Boom! <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th- I do feel like this one, it may have been a little harder to follow if we hadn't watched another movie right before it that seemed to follow basically the same plot in a lot right. of ways well it also um, mirrors the first one as well right the mm-hmm. versus the monsters so yeah i think the second one that we watched and this one because they were the same director they definitely feel more of a piece than the first one mm-hmm. uh which makes me curious to sort of like dig into like all the because tons of different directors directed santo movies over the years right uh and i, I yeah, i'm curious to see just like how each partnership sort of is how it's portrayed in different ones right so like yeah, how many how many movies have there been totally? Fifty three, Santo movies. Yes, something like that. And I think that that's like Santo movies. And then I think there are a lot of other movies where he like made cameos right. and like brief appearances. Like I think he's in like sixty or seventy movies total. Like good grief, that's ridiculous. There were a couple. I think there was like one year that I looked that he was in like eight movies in right. one year. Yeah, uh, like seventy three or seventy four, something like that. But like, yeah, he was. Uh, prolific and you know he's wrestling during all this too right he's actually you know an active wrestler throughout this whole period you know doing like you know his territory wrestling and you know being on the televised stuff so like this dude stayed busy yeah good for him though you know being a bunch of movies do a bunch of wrestling matches come on what more yeah i mean you know he he definitely earned his status as like a mexican icon like there's statues of santo and it's you know he earned it like he worked hard to get that yeah and he deserved every bit of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So what we're saying is go watch more Santo movies. And if we can convince someone to make them, we want more uh, new Santo movies. If, if at Absolutely. All possible. And I did see when I found the one today that Tubi looks like it has like 10 or 11 of them. I think oh. they're all dubbed. You know, I generally avoid live action dub when I can. Yeah. But with these Santo movies being such a rarity, uh, I, you know, I'm going to, wherever I can find them and in what, whatever ways, I'm definitely going to check out more of these because, yeah. yeah, I've definitely become a fan. So can we talk about just how good this movie is? Like, not even, not not horrific. I mean, there are horror elements, sure. But it's a pretty good movie. Even yeah. If, like, there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of excitement. I mean, of course, it's, you know, 1974 sci-fi. But it's still, like, kind of a big budget feature. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the, Dr. Frankenstein's whole, like, laboratory lair area. I mean, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the previous two movies we talked about, you know, like, the, la- or the, the, the villainous lair was just, like, one cavern set that they just like used Reuse. over and over again. Yeah. But Even like, if- this is, there's some good set work here is some, some interesting stuff. And like, you know, it leans more into like the, the luchador aspect. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Frankenstein is basically just like an evil scientist. You know, we don't have, you know, the Gollum character, like obviously Gollum being like a Frankenstein type creature from like mythology, yeah. the reference there, but like he's not doing the normal Frankenstein stuff for the most part. Like he's just a, an evil scientist who's out to get Santo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fun. Like the James Bond comparison that I think is, is pretty apt. Like yeah. it feels like that where it's just like episodic, you know, Santo runs into people who 
either have a vendetta against him or doing things that he needs to stop. Right. Or uh, want something, something of his, namely his blood or brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, I think it's interesting, this little experiment we did of watching this without subtitles, you know, like if you go back and like watch silent movies, like I just actually was watching um, the original Nosferatu. Mm. Uh, they just did it on the last drive in. And the thing about silent movies is if they're done well, they don't need many title cards because you can just follow what's going on by the acting and the, the direction and the way that one scene carries into the next and it just tells a logical story. And this movie had dialogue. We didn't understand most of it but it was there but it was the story was told so effectively that we didn't even need it for the most part right uh, we we were able to follow what was going on just by the way the actors were moving and the way that one scene led into the next like in a, in a logical fashion and i mean i think that that really speaks to the talent of the writers and the director of this movie and you know keeping things moving and and flowing logically and yeah i mean like that you know that's i don't think that every movie is that way like if you muted a lot of movies and tried to watch them you would get lost but this is that's this is not the case with this one yeah i even think uh the other probably the other two if you muted muted them or or at least took out the subtitles it would be kind of hard to follow (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i think this one yeah i mean it was and i'm sure there are some things that we missed mm-hmm. uh, i'm, I'm certain oh, yeah. there are some little bit like we don't know the thing about like the poor father yeah uh, i'm sure there was something there but for the most part yeah I, mean, I think we were able to keep up pretty well and i don't think that that's because we're like you no know, film critic geniuses i think that's a testament it, to the movie definitely not fluent in the language as well <laughs> well you know i mean the only thing i have to ask then is whatever happened to the Colossus and Sandra? <laughs> uh, they lived happily ever after. I oh, well, there you go. That's nice. <laughs> I like that ending. That's the one we're going with. All right. Well, if you understood what was happening, maybe you you could tell us what happened to uh, Sandra and the Colossus, if anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Hit us up on on our socials or. Uh, uh, you know, at the Frankencast on Twitter and Instagram, or send us an email, thefrankencast at gmail.com, and tell us all the things we missed. Mm-hmm. Yep. All interaction is good interaction, and we must <laughs> yeah. appease the AI uh, overlords. So, so next week, I've got I've got a fun little um, sort of epilogue to the Santo mm-hmm. movies, which is this really kind of terrible but fun movie that i found probably 10 years ago called monster brawl Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the original mortal kombat movie like we have to fight to save you know save existence in our the multiverse or whatever but instead of it being like fighting in the like the hell realm it's monsters that have to wrestle each other yeah makes sense Uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh featuring um jimmy hart the mouth of the south oh, as God. one of the like commentators so you got some real like actual wrestling people involved in the movie but it's just it, yeah i, I don't want to give too much away but it's a silly messy movie with just a lot of wrestling and a lot of monsters uh oh, and I'm, I'm very excited to watch it again and and see what you think about it this is gonna be good <laughs> if we got dave foley and um I'm trying to remember the the uh, the giant. Um, he was part of that freak show thing with uh, ICP. Anyway, the point is, I'm really excited to uh, to to watch this. <laughs> 
Yep, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It'll be it'll be a nice way to look at like so we've seen this these really competent Mexican mm-hmm. movies looking at combining monsters and wrestling, and now let's let's see what America does uh, with that formula. <laughs> especially uh, what America in twenty uh, eleven. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say there there's probably a reason why this is three point five on IMDb out of ten. Yep. Oh well, let's do it. All right. It's going to be great. Well, in that case, one final continuata. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. All right, let me make sure I'm recording. Good deal. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Okay, I'm going to try something kind of dumb here. We'll see if this works. All right. <laughs>